the late 80s, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the podcast Pat Trek. My continuing mission to introduce my friend Patrick to the best show that ever ran on television. And to boldly go where millions of white guys with glasses have gone before. This is the show where my friend Pat O'Rourke introduces me, Patrick Winninger, to Star Trek The Next Generation, a show that I've never seen. And I have seen a ton of times. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I'm sorry, man. I'm so tired. I feel like I feel like I need a vacation. A little rest? A little a little reprieve. Yeah. yeah. A little R&R? Yeah, maybe go to a small island planet. An island planet, An huh? island planet. That's yeah. kind of what we were on today on this episode yeah that's where picard went we yeah. didn't go on his holiday on his holiday a captain's holiday mm-hmm. if you will mm-hmm. yeah that well that's the name of the episode that's the, that, <laughs> that is the name of the episode that's the one we're talking about i love this episode it's great it's super lighthearted. yeah i mean it's a little uh it's a little snack yeah it, it is it's a snack of an episode right um it reminds me of Indiana Jones. Like yeah. we're, we're not even really watching Star Trek. There's no. a couple of Star Trek elements, like the time. It and doesn't that feel kind of like stuff. Star Trek at all. No, not at all. And I think that was the point. It's basically a holodeck episode. Yeah, but they didn't go to a holodeck. No, they, they went he- to an island planet. <laughs> they specifically requested, like, I don't want to go to the holodeck. Yeah, no, and then just I'm did, like- just gonna go do the same thing on this other place. Yeah. Well, if they were in the holodeck, we wouldn't have had this awesome fun fact. Oh yeah, let's hear it. Yeah. So I'm gonna screw up his name. Okay. Uh, but Max, uh, Max Grodenchik, uh, he is the Frangi in this episode. Okay. He goes on in Deep Space Nine uh-huh. to play Rom. The Max Grodenchik. Yeah, I think that's how you say his name. The Rom. Yes, you have no that idea what I'm Max talking about. Max Grodenchik. Rom is awesome. His oh, character okay. arc in Deep Space Nine is great. He starts off as this like dopey Frangi. And then it goes from there. Oh, well, that's all I'm going to say. He's pretty dopey in this episode. He is dopey, but he's a Ferengi. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it kinda I comes, liked him, though. Comes with the territory. I think the acting in general in this episode was phenomenal. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. So I have, for Patrick's log, this came out April 2nd, 1990. The only headline I could find was from a back issue of Time magazine. The headline is Sport Moving Up in the World. Wall climbing is the latest indoor sports craze. Oh, crazy! <laughs> I guess I didn't have wall climbing before then. Uh, <laughs> I was just, super niche. I, li- I love this lead. When they're not hitting the books, most college kids like to hang out. Mm. Now some of them are hanging out by hanging on Shut to up. rocks. Shut up. <laughs> Man, uh, on a growing number of campuses from Berkeley to Princeton, the latest sports craze is indoor climbing walls, structures of concrete and stone that replicate sheer mountain faces. Uh, and it just goes on explaining what wall climbing is. Yeah, have you ever done it? Uh, no, I actually I haven't. It's a blast. I highly it looks, recommend. It looks fun. 
Yeah. You're basically in a gym with a bunch of sticky things against the wall. It looks like a bunch of boogers slapped against the wall. Okay, that sounds awful. Yeah, actually. and then you climb up no, them. No thanks. Yeah. And there's a person behind you holding a rope, and you yell things back and forth. Okay. It's great. I've done rappelling before, like in an actual rock, like cliff Wait, you went thing. outside? Yeah, it was outside. You did this outside? It wasn't climbing, though. So wait, you start on the top of the mountain? Yeah, it was like in West Virginia, and we go down this cliff face. Oh my gosh, you're so thing. courageous. No, it, it was only like 25 feet off the ground. It was not much. <laughs> well, when you climb in one of these buildings, you only go up about 25 oh, feet. Oh, okay. As well. And then you just jump down. Well, that sounds all right. I could probably do that. I think it's supposed to be more of a workout than oh, an experience. Yeah, no, no never mind. No thanks. <laughs> but, yep. Was rappelling was... a hard workout? No, not at all. Oh. I'm fascinated by the idea of just going down. That's like the fun part. Yeah, it was pretty fun. <laughs> I, I didn't have to expend en- energy whatsoever. Was there a guy on the bottom oh, of expending a bunch of energy? Yeah, I would have like died if it was <laughs> just me alone. Well, speaking of dying, let's get into this episode. I don't think anyone dies in this one, do they? Oh, yeah? The whole future is dead. Oh, well, that's only if... You know, they get the weapon. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get, get there. into it. Okay, so Captain's Holiday. As we said, this is uh, Picard taking a little vacation, mm-hmm. a little rest. So did the writers and the rest of the cast. Right. It's uh, it's not like a lot of other... It's not plot-heavy. No, not at all. It's not super complicated. Mm-mm. It's one of those episodes that, as I was watching, I was like, oh, great D&D hook. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's just a good... Dungeons and Dragons. It feels like a tabletop get, yeah. uh, setup. A little mini adventure we get to go on. Yeah, at the beginning we kind of see like this club med type place. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, you know a lot of tropical birds chirping. There's Riza. people walking around in sexy ponchos. Everybody's super sexy and tan. Yeah, and then these aliens with like five or six nostrils show up. <laughs> they had nose flaps. Yeah, and they go to this little computer and looking for Jean Luc Picard's room. But he's not there. He's not there. Well, he they're informed like he hasn't arrived yet. Or like they he's not haven't, scheduled to show up. He's not up scheduled even. to show up. So and, this could have happened like a year before Picard actually shows up. We don't know what the timeline looks like. Yeah. But it's just weird that these people know they're looking for him and they're mm-hmm. like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So what do they know? How do they know this? We don't know. Yep. And then the the woman, uh, there's a a woman and a man, and the woman says, He will come. Well, they know he will. So I guess they. So we're right. <laughs> okay, I guess Picard we'll find out. Doesn't even know he's going. Yeah. There. Back on the Enterprise, they are. So it's on the bridge, and Riker and Troy are talking about like this negotiation that they pulled off, mm-hmm. where I guess Captain Picard had to settle this trade dispute between these two alien races that hate each other. It's not really important what it was. It's just it was a hard thing to do. It was super stressful and would have made for a different Star Trek The Next Generation episode. Yeah. Like, we've seen him do these trade negotiations before, and they are very taxing on the soul. Mm -hmm. But what I love about this episode is we just skip that whole part. This episode takes place after. After it all happened. This is the episode after a Star Trek episode. And Picard comes up on the bridge and Riker's like, hey, man, great job on that uh, trade dispute. And Picard's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. He looks sleepy, too. Yeah, he looks exhausted, and he's being a dick to everybody. I wouldn't say he's kind of being a dick. He's not being season one Picard. No. But he's he's not. He's snippy. He's snippy. He's yeah. a little snippy. And they order the 
the like the Enterprise to get refitted or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to Starbase Twelve to get just some work done. Right after this long mission, mm-hmm. Troy talks to Riker aside and says, "Like, hey, you know, why don't you go talk to Picard and say, you know, get some rest, get off the ship for a little bit. Yeah, we can run things here without you. Enjoy life for yeah, a few days. Yeah, because this is clearly." been stressful and taxing on him so crusher goes to picard's ready room and she's like hey you know i have this patient you know this patient he's really stressed out and he won't take a vacation and he's really grumpy <laughs> and he's really stressed and he's like hmm, who could that be well i love how picard he re- immediately knows oh yeah and he responds with uh it like that sounds like minor problems. Yeah, he's like that's not a big deal. <laughs> not I a big deal care. at all. And he's like rubbing his neck, and she's like, "Yeah." And he's got muscle spasms too. He's like, ah, "I don't care. I, I don't need to. I don't need to do it." Well, we're going to this Starbase Twelve place. We got like a week. We're going to fix stuff, and I promise you, I'm going to use all my recreation time there. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "That sounds." boring <laughs> you're gonna hate it like mm-hmm. you're gonna watch people work on the ship that's not a vacation he also throws out there's like a star cluster symposium yeah he might go to he's like gonna go to a conference or yeah. something instead it's yeah. just like okay that's that lame nerd lame as hell <laughs> you know she did her best mm-hmm. can't convince him so picard's going to the turbo lift and he's like ordering it to the bridge, and Riker comes in, and he stops the elevator, basically. <laughs> he's, he yells, halt, to yeah. the elevator. And he's like, hey, noticed you've been uh, a little on edge lately. And let me just tell you, no one would think anything less of you if you took a vacation. You got to do it. Mm-hmm. And I know just the place. There's this place called Riza. It's a tropical paradise. There's music. There's great food. And then he's about to say something, and Picard's like, and the women. He's like, yeah. yeah. And the women. <laughs> and the women. <laughs> that, was a, that was a great you, you knew that was coming. Oh, yeah. Well, because like Picard just calls it as, like, I know you're going to talk about the women. All right. <laughs> so they go to the bridge. Picard's not convinced by this point. Mm-mm. So they sit down. Troy's there. Riker's there. And Troy's like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, my mom is going to visit. For like a week. And you see Picard get really uncomfortable. Picard's like, oh, Jesus. Not Luxiana Troy. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, Luxiana Troy's going to come, and she really wants to see you, Picard. Uh, So, yeah, just get ready for that. You know, if only there was something you could do to get out of this for a full week. I don't know. And Picard's (laughs) like, God damn it. He goes to his ready room, and uh, Riker follows him. And Picard's like, so is everybody aware of this plot to get me? on vacation and Riker's like, well, I think there's a couple ensigns and <laughs> you know, that may not be in on it, but and then he gives that schoolboy smirk. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, everyone has teamed up to get him off the ship for a little while. Yeah. He needs a vacation. Yeah. Everybody needs a vacation. Uh huh. Yeah. And finally Picard's like, well, you know what? I have been a little on edge lately. I think I might take a little vacation what was that place you're talking about Riza? yeah it sounds good fine whatever i like the sun i'll bring a book yeah it's on the way to starbase 12 so let's just yeah sure so he brings all his boring books and shit well Riker also asks him to bring us yeah to buy a, a special gift yeah, <laughs> yeah they're walking to the uh to the transporter and picard has like this weird pirate puffy pirate shirt on <laughs> 
I don't so, understand. Like, I don't understand their vacation shirts. No. It is so completely different from everything else that they wear. <laughs> it's just like, oh, uh, I'm running a ship. And this is like, it kind of looks like a naval outfit in the future. Oh, uh, I'm on leave. Okay, I'm going to dress like a Shakespeare character <laughs> now. He did. And then he also had like hiking boots on. Yeah. So, it's just yeah. like, yeah, I'm now. I'm just going to dress like a waiter at a themed restaurant. <laughs> it's basically that right. as soon as they're off the clock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure it must be comfortable. What shirt. happened to the T-shirt? Yeah. The T-shirt's great. It's an yeah. excellent invention. <laughs> they just decide they everyone wears deep Vs now. <laughs> We've evolved past I T-shirts. I guess so, yeah. So, yeah, that's what he's wearing. And they're they're walking to uh, to the transporter. And Riker's like, hey, I, I just want you to bring me back a souvenir. It's called a Horgon. <laughs> just ask for it. You'll find it. He doesn't tell him what it is. No. So Picard's like, okay, fine, whatever. I don't care. And Worf is, like, offering to give him security. And he's like, it's probably going to be fine. This is a peaceful planet. I'm sure I'll be okay. Just come on. Just send me down there. So he goes down. And we're in that, like, Club Med lobby that we saw at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Exact same place. And he's about to check in. And then this woman comes up and kisses him. Right on the lips? Yeah. And it's because, and you can see in the background, there's a Ferengi. And, like, she looks at the Ferengi. She looks at Captain Picard and just decides to kiss him. And it's clear to us it's so that she can avoid the Ferengi. Yeah, but not clear to Captain Picard. No. He doesn't see Alpha Ram nope. there. Like, poor man's Ram. Yeah. So he's like, uh, okay, hello. You could have just shaken my hand. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I haven't seen you forever. He's like, I don't know who you are. I think you've mistaken me. And she's like, oh, yeah, I guess I did. See you later. Bye. <laughs> so already Picard is pissed off. Yeah, he's having a miserable time. He's having a terrible time. He's hanging out on the pool deck. He's trying to read his book. And everyone else around is, like, having fun. There's some sexy dudes, some sexy ladies walking around and see-through ponchos. Well, this is what I love is at first you see a woman in this sexy poncho cape thing. Yeah, and it's a dude wearing the same and thing. And then the dudes are wearing the same thing, and it's like, <laughs> so hell yeah, future. <laughs> it's, like, it's totally egalitarian. Uh-huh. But everyone, everyone has to wear the same goofy costume. Well, even Picard is in this, like, <laughs> sexy future Speedo. It's so weird. <laughs> they're, wear- they're all wearing, like... See-through raincoats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and shiny bikini Speedos. Right. It's extremely early 90s. Oh, yeah. Um, I was thinking about this, too. Did you notice Picard's flippy floppies? I did not. They were just neon flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally a 90s vacation, but everything's neon. So, yeah. And th- then well, I guess that was 90s. Uh, yeah. They, they literally just, went down to Walmart. Yeah, they just... Flip-flops. Yeah, the cheapest possible wardrobe they could do, which yeah. was just someone's actual wardrobe. Yeah, and a pirate shirt. Right. <laughs> he's He's got a pirate, like, uh, cardigan on now. Yeah, yeah, and it's open. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to have some sun. Yeah. You, can't, you can't just hang out in your sweater by the pool. But imagine the farmer's tan he's going to get. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's going to have ridiculous. a cardigan farmer's Why tan. Why is he wearing this thing? <laughs> yeah, it's got to be really hot. It yeah. looks hot. There's multiple suns in the just sky. Just take your shirt off, dude. <laughs> I mean, you've got it wide open. Right. You've just got... You may as well. you just got your tries and buys covered up. Yeah. So he's hanging out like that, reading a book. 
And then this, like, sphere thing starts, like, like, hanging over him. And he's Mm -hmm. like, what the fuck is this? And then this woman comes by. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I guess I'm not very good at hoverball. Is there anything I can do for you? You Uh, Yeah, can I make your stay more pleasant? Right. I work for this. Yeah, she makes it clear that she works for uh, this club. And she basically propositions him. Yes. And he's like, no, you're the fifth person that came by today. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to read my book. Can can you just let me do that, please? And she's like, "Have I, have I upset you or something?" He's like, "No, I'm just I'm trying to read my book." And then she points out, "Look, it's just kind of strange. You have your horgon display, and when the horgon is displayed, that means it's a symbol for you know you want to you want to do it." Well, she what do they call it? It's a fertility the, symbol, yeah, basically. Yeah. And he's but they, like, they want to they call it like. Baklava or something. Yeah, then you want to have baklava. <laughs> I forget what it's called. Yeah. It's it's it sucks. Yeah, it means you want to get down. Yeah, and it sounds like it is uh, no strings attached, like casual whatever. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing with Riza. It's like these women also don't think, or the people who work there or whatever don't think of them as like it's not prostitution. There's right. no like exchange. It's just what they do. It's just open. Like sexuality is it's very free open love. on this planet. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And between guests as well. That's, right. It's sandals. It's sandals. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, hedonism. It's hedonism, <laughs> but really like evolved hedonism, I guess. I don't know. I've never been to a sandals. Is everyone like super cool? I've never been to a sandals either. Cause I was thinking about this while watching the episode. Everyone's like super cool it's super chill it's the future man but then you have this whole kind of crime thing going on that must happen every week they still have crime yeah 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 i don't know well they have what's basically a nuclear weapon buried on their planet somewhere so it's (laughs) not not so much of a paradise right so spoiler alert i know sorry yeah so he turns her down she explains what the horgon is and he's like oh god damn it Riker! of course he wanted this you know, sent me to this planet, buy something called a horned on, so he can <laughs> he can get down. I had to get this horned on. He basically <laughs> got him a penis. He asked him to get a penis statue. Yeah, he did. Like, right? What is Riker's room like? It's just covered in like erotic <laughs> art of the future. I think he has one in his room. Uh, <laughs> of You'll course see he does. It. Yeah. Um. I. What a risky move for Riker. Yeah. He wants Picard to have a good time, and so he. Puts into Picard's mind that he's got to get this thing. I know. But that could have gone either way. Right. It could have gone great or... Terrible. Terrible, yeah. I I think Riker maybe was just kind of playing a prank on him a little bit. No, I think Riker wants Picard to get down. Yeah, I guess so. It's his boss. He wants his boss off his back. Yeah, maybe he thinks it would, like, uh, ease him up a little bit. Yeah. But you you don't know. No, man. He doesn't know Picard. I would never do that for my boss. Oh, no. Never in a million years. I would never mention it. No. I would maybe bring up the fact the planet exists. Yeah, maybe. that's it. But I would try to bring up something more that I thought he would be interested in. So some sort right. of like It's like there's archaeological mysteries. <laughs> yeah. You could go ride a horse somewhere. Right. Yeah, not a sex You planet. can sword fight or whatever the fuck it is you're into. <laughs> yeah. Study. It's this is a very awkward relationship that Riker and Picard have. And he's just like, <laughs> go down there and get me a penis statue. It's not weird. I don't want you to get down, but I really do. Yeah. Tell me everything about it. Yeah. Leave <laughs> spare no detail. Yeah. 
So yeah, he turns her down, and he's just like, oh, and he like covers up the the horn don with a towel. <laughs> the like, horn dog. I can't. Uh, <laughs> I just want to read my damn book. And then this Ferengi dude comes up, and he's blocking his sunlight of the suns. There's multiple suns, by the way. And he's like, I know you're working with her, and I'm gonna have that disc, and I'm gonna. And he's like, All right, look, dude. First, I'm gonna cut you off. I'm just trying to read my book. I don't know who you are, Ferengi guy. Please leave me alone. Just bye. I don't even know who she is. Right. It's like she just she mistook me for someone else, and that's that's all that happened. And then the Ferengi goes to the other side. He's like, I'm gonna get the disc, and I'm gonna get her, and I know what you're up to. And finally, Picard stands up. He's like, All right. I'm only going to say this once. Get away. This. Well, then he goes, you've clearly never messed with a Ferengi. Right. And he's and like, he goes, yeah, I have. Actually, I have. I'm, and I know not to trust you guys, and I'm yeah. not very scared. <laughs> yeah, just you're you're not intimidating at all. How dare you betray the Ferengi? <laughs> yeah, so the Ferengi gets really pissed. And he's like, the disc is mine and the woman. And <laughs> he's like, what woman? I know. Picard's just like, okay, fine. I don't care. I just want to read my book. <laughs> all right. <laughs> he sits back down and the woman comes over and starts talking to him. He's like, God damn it. I'm just I'm just trying to read my book. I put my horn dog away. Yeah. What do you want? <laughs> I'm not here for that. I'm please stop trying to offer me the sex ritual. And she's like, <laughs> I'm not here for that. My name is Vash, by the way. Nice to meet you. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And he's very uptight now. Yeah. Because he brought up sex. Yeah. That's what he thought she was here for, and she wasn't. So now Picard is the one that's in a bit of a pickle. <laughs> he was a, a bit presumptuous. Right. So he gets, like, visibly uncomfortable about this. She's not, though. She's, she's not. As cool as a cucumber. Uh-huh. And she's talking about this Ferengi guy, and Picard doesn't really want much to do with this Mm -mm. so he tries to like head back to his room and she's like got him arm in arm they run into this ferengi again and the ferengi's like "Ah, i'm gonna get the disc i'm sure i'm scheming you said you didn't know her (laughs) Ferengi voices are fun yeah (laughs) and it's just you know some intrigue that picard doesn't care about Mm -hmm. while they're kind of jawing back and forth vash slips this disc into picard's cardigan pocket he doesn't see another reason not you to wear have worn it. it. Yeah, <laughs> you could have avoided this, could, whole, this situation. whole thing. Could have you could have just read your book in peace the whole time. But nope, not talk to a single soul. You had to wear your sweater at the beach, Picard. Way to go. <laughs> so he goes back to his room. And as he gets there, it's those the people with those multiple noses. Mm-hmm. And they're just like scanning around in his room. And he's like, what the hell are y'all doing here? This is my room. And they're like. Uh, we're Vorgons from the 27th century. Which we, is the future. Which is the future. And they said, we've come back 300 years to look for the Toxutat. And Picard knows what this is. Yeah, he's read about it. Yeah, he's like, I thought that was only a myth. He's an archaeology nerd. Yeah, I so. keep forgetting that he's like super into archaeology. Yeah. And it turns out the Toxutat is a thing that can basically destroy a star. It can like shut down the reaction or something in in the nucleus of a star. and. It, it is super, super dangerous. Mm-hmm. Criminals were looking for it, and so these guys, the Vorgons, went back in time and hid it somewhere. And they're trying to go get it. But yes. be, But because it is from the future into the past, it has created this insane amount of legends and all this other stuff 
Right. And it turns out it's actually true. Yes. It's kind of confusing to think about. Right. Because it, it came, it's still super old in our time. Yeah, or but it's from the future. People, the Vorgons from their time, went way, way, way back before uh, Picard's time to hide it. Yeah. And now they've come back to retrieve it. Because they know Picard finds it. Yeah. That's what they say. They, th- that's the only thing that they know is that Picard is their link. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the guy that is going to find it, and they got to come and get him. But he doesn't have it yet. And the Vorgons are like, well, uh, just let us know, and we want to follow you around and make sure uh, that you get it. So we'll be in touch. And we'll uh, be watching yeah, you. I'll keep my eye on you. And Picard's like, well, I just don't want it around now. That's really dangerous. So I'll give it back to you when, when, when we get there. It belongs in the future. Yeah. So they're like, all right, see you later. Bye. And, and then Picard reaches into his pocket and he finds this, this disc. And he's like, oh, boy. Yeah. So now he's drawn into this whole intrigue. He goes to Vash's door. And she is like, her room has been ransacked. So she's cleaning everything up. And he's like, hey, I have this thing of yours that I think you gave to me. And she explains that the Ferengi guy, his name is Sovak, he was the guy that ransacked her room. Mm -hmm. This guy will not leave her alone. He's been searching all throughout, uh, you know, her room and following her all over the place to get this disc. And we learn that both of them are former assistants of this guy, Professor Estragon. Turns out Picard knows who this person is. Of course he does. And now he's kind of like getting pretty interested. Mm-hmm. He's like sort of flirting with her, and mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's kind of, he's into the mystery. Yes. Because we have a mystery for him. We're now at the point where this is a perfect Picard yeah. holiday. Yeah. This is exactly what he wants. He's got a mystery to solve. He's got to go on a dig. Yeah. He's got to go find some artifact. Right. There's aliens from the future. He, he gets to outsmart a Ferengi. Like, Hell yeah. He is into this stuff. So Vash is trying to fulfill Professor Estragon's will, which was that the Toxutat would be given to this, this institute. Um, this institute studies mm-hmm. that studies like uh, weapons. I don't, they don't really explain what it is. No, but some we're, we're led to believe some like museum education. Yeah, you know it's the it, it, you know it's a classic Smithsonian. Well, the you know the classic Indiana Jones yeah. thing. It belongs in a museum. Yeah, but Sovak is probably just going to sell it mm-hmm. and to God knows who, and they're going to go around blowing up stars. Mm-hmm. So they got to get to it first. Yeah. So those are the stakes. Picard suggests, well, I know, you know, I got the disc. I know what I'm looking for. But Sobak is looking for you. So I can just go, and you'll be safe here. Mm-hmm. And he won't, he won't be any, uh, any the wiser. And she's like, well, nope. You're going to need me as a partner because, it's, as it turns out, I have decoded, I have encoded all of the information on that disc. Yeah. So you won't be able to use it. Well, I think the professor encoded it. Or the professor did, and she yeah. knows the code. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know oh. why she just can't tell him the code. Well, she wants to be able to come along. Yeah. So she's kind of holding it. She's ransom. got to be there. This is her job. She's mm-hmm. been searching for it, as she said, for five years. So mm-hmm. it's in her interest to go to. So he's like, oh, well, I guess we got to go. And they're going to go to these subterranean caverns that are like 15 miles uh, outside of town. 
they're all geared up in this Indiana Jones looking stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, Deep V's still though. Oh hell yeah. And they also have a future backpack. Future backpack, which is really stiff. It's a huge thing. Yeah, it's big. Well, they gotta like camp basically, so they're right. bringing their backpack. But as they're leaving, Sovak comes up and he he like jams a pistol into Picard's back. And he's like, you're going to give me that disc. I know you got it. I can't believe you're going to trust that woman. Yeah. And he's saying, like, you're pretending like you didn't know her. And I, now I know you're in league with her. And she's so sneaky. The perfect mate for a Ferengi. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, also in love with her because she keeps outsmarting him. Right. Yeah. And she's, like, he's, like, trying to offer her payment. He's like, it's, I'll give you your weight in gold. She's like, no. And that only, like, turns him on more <laughs> because she's outbidding him, basically. Yeah. So finally, Sovak is like, all right, look, I might as well just kill you, Picard, and then take the disc from you. And Vash is like, no, look, I'll give you what you want. And then she just, like, throws the backpack at him yeah. and knocks his ass out. Well, no, but she throws a backpack. Picard grabs, grabs the pistol, pistol and then punches and then him. And punches the, him, yeah. yeah. And then throws the pistol into the bushes. Yeah, so Sovak is, like, Frankies are just such pushovers well, yeah. physically. Yeah, they're not strong. Yeah, so they They're just, strong mentally, Patrick. They beat up the goblin, and they <laughs> run away. So they they're outside of town, and uh, they're around this, like, little cave area. So they've reached some of the caverns, but they've been going for, like, ten miles. So they're like, all right, well, let's rest here. Yeah, we can call it a night here. Yeah. And we made it further than we thought we right. would. Right. How and, great. And Vash is like, well, thanks. I take that as a compliment. Like, Picard is now pretty impressed with, like, her tracking skills and how she's able to outsmart people. And then she says, well, you know, Picard, I haven't been totally honest with you. The reason why Sovak is following me for this disc and constantly saying that I cheated him is because, well, I did. I did take money from him. Mm-hmm. And I never gave him the disc. And Ricard's like, wow, you're uh, just as crafty and uh, conniving as a Ferengi. She's like, well, I take that as a compliment, too. But if you think about it from my perspective, I've been looking for this thing for five years. This is my payment for that, for fulfilling what the professor's will was. Mm -hmm. Sovak was just going to take it. So it was either take this money or don't. I took the money. Yep. I'm still going to do what the professor wanted. Yeah, because she needed the money to get to Ryza. To get to Ryza. She, she wouldn't no way be she here got there. if she yeah. didn't have it. She doesn't have any other job. She's just basically an adventurer. As they're having this conversation, they're laying out very flat, glittery blankets. Yeah, and as you said while we were watching it, you know they're from the future because they're shiny. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they they lay down, and then uh, Vash is like, I, I won't forget the look on your face when you thought I was offering you sex, and you were very... Uh, like embarrassed about that and Picard was like oh, oh I wasn't embarrassed I'm never embarrassed you're embarrassed I'm a captain yeah and of course then they have sex yeah then they get it. then he gets it right he's on she vacation she takes it right that's what happens this is uh vacation Picard yeah beach Picard <laughs> his foreplay is an archaeological dig <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's such a damn nerd he's such a nerd <laughs> so the next day uh they go to this cave where I assume they go to this cave where the Taksutat is. And they can't really get a good reading on anything. They can't figure out exactly where it is, but they know they have this general area. Yeah, it's the room they happen to be standing yeah, in. Yeah, and they pull out these retractable shovels, and they just... Uh, I love that. Yeah. I love that 
it's the awesome. shovels of the future are in two pieces. They're just shovels. <laughs> they're not using any kind of lasers or any excavation no, tools. Just shovels. Regular old-fashioned shovels they're, that come apart. Right. Well, that's how you know they're from the future. <laughs> so they start digging, and then the Vogons appear. The Vorgons, sorry. And they're like, uh, we just want to watch. We just want to make sure. And they're Card's like, like, you're early. Right. And then Vash is like, who the hell are these people? Yeah. And Picard's like, well, you know, I wasn't totally honest with you. Uh, these guys are from the future. And, and as he's like explaining this, Sovak comes in with a rifle. And he's like, ah, I followed you. And they're like, well, how, how did you know? I had a backup to the disc, but I burned it. Which is funny to me. Yeah. Because that means she made another copy. Yeah. 90s writers. This is before that part of the 90s where <laughs> that's what burning meant. <laughs> but yeah, no, she physically burned the disc and he's like, well, I was able to retrieve it. You only destroyed the outer shell. I was able to piece together where you were and I tracked it down. But now I've got the rifle and you've got the shovel. So dig. And yeah, they start digging. But they've been digging for so long. Finally, they're just like, look, man, it isn't here. Uh, but Sobek doesn't believe it. He's he he's like, this is... It has it can't, to it be. can't be. Uh, the professor's notes are perfect. I can't believe you doubt him. I, I'm going to keep digging. And the Vorgons are like, uh, you know what? We pretty much know what happens, but this is boring and this is awkward, so we're just going to get the hell out of here. I'll, I'll see you later. And so they disappear. Sobek is frantically digging. And Picard and Vash have given up, and they just leave. Yeah, they just walk out as yep. as he's digging. So they're back in the resort, and Vash is like, look, I just want to be alone for a while. My whole life's work for the past five years is just, it went up in smoke, and uh, I got a lot to think about. So Picard's like, okay, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll see you later. And Riker calls him while he's leaving. And he's like, hey, how are you enjoying your vacation? He's like, yeah, it's great. You know, have having a good time. Oh, by the way, uh, when I give you the signal, execute transporter code 14. And Riker's like, 14? All right. That's I don't, a weird one. I don't know what that is, but sure. <laughs> no, he knew what it was. He thought the usage of it was weird. Oh, okay. It's like, why? You're on vacation. Why would you want to do transporter code 14? Okay, see, I... We I, don't know it. I means. didn't pick that up, okay, because mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. Neither did I. I don't think we're supposed to. All that's, right. That's the trick of the storytelling. Oh, I see. I'm supposed to suspend disbelief. <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> so Vash is about to head out. You know, she's got her stuff and she's going, but Picard has been waiting in the lobby. Knowing that he was about to be double-crossed. Yep. And she was like, oh, uh, I uh, was just about to say goodbye. Picard's like, well, you know, uh, I'm here right now. So you can just, I'll save you the trouble of going to my room. You can say goodbye to me here. But first, I'd like to know where you hid the Toxu Tot. What? what? You were there. <laughs> we didn't find it. Yeah. And she's like, oh, uh, I, I don't know. He's like, look, I know you hid it. Uh, because if you really wanted to keep Sovak from finding us, you would have totally destroyed the disc. That's a really dumb mistake to make, not destroying the whole thing. So you wanted him to follow us to the cave, so he'd see it wasn't there, and he would give up. But it's a brilliant plan if you had just had the Toxu Tot to begin with. Which you could have done right when you landed on the planet. Yeah, hide it from him, because you already knew where it was. 
And then he'd follow you around for a long time. You'd throw him off the trail, and you can go give it to that institute or whatever. And it turns out it's like, yeah, that's exactly what I did. Pretty good at solving mysteries, Picard. It's like you do this in your spare time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she opens one of the Horndon statues, which is where she hid it. And, yeah, it's this little paperweight-looking thing. <laughs> it's funny. From the future. Right, yeah. I mean, it's clearly just a paperweight, but that this... Just bear in mind, this is supposed to destroy a star. This mm-hmm. is what it does. And that's when the Vorgons appear. And they're like, okay, uh, 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 give it to us. I, I see you got it now. And Va- Vash is like, why would you do that? These people, they just say they're from the future and you believed them? They could be anything. They could be the two criminals who hit it. A- exactly. And, as Vash points out, the professor had this in his notes. That there are two Vorgons, a man and a woman that were the criminals that did this. So it's not like they would tell the truth if that was them. And Picard's like, oh, yeah, good point. I probably should have thought about that. Uh, do you all have any, like, proof of identification or anything? They're like, uh, nope, give us a talk to talk. just do it, come on. And instead, Picard puts it down on the ground and executes transporter code 14. Which, okay, well, say what happens. Say what happens. Okay, so it just disintegrates. It just blows it up. It blows up. So that's a code you can put in. You can target people and just make them explode. Oh, my God. I didn't think about think that. Think of this powerful it's like weapon. A, it's like a fucking drone strike. <laughs> <laughs> they could be doing it to people all over the galaxy. <laughs> why, why do they need the toxic talk? <laughs> <laughs> you can assassinate people without anybody even knowing that your ship was there. Oh, my God. How scary that is, is that? That is messed up. I didn't no. even think about that. That's what that. I thought the second it happened. Oh, wow. Like, this is the perfect assassination Why do they tool? use any weapon at all? Yeah. <laughs> Why are people carrying around weapons? They're pointless. They could just have a transporter. Just disintegrate <laughs> anything. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Screwed yeah, up, right? That's what he does. Yeah. He blows He blows up the Toxie Tot. Now no one has it. Mm-mm. And, yeah. That's what the aliens say, too. The, um, the Vorgons. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, our legacy says that you do blow them I up. Guess, I guess you did do that. Yeah. All right, well, see you later. <laughs> and, they, and then they're gone. Yeah, they, they kind of took it well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Their history books were weird. I don't quite it understand. It keeps changing. Yeah, and is that because with Picard's actions? So here's what changed? I think. Because the future like, is all time loop Here's stuff. what I choose to believe. <laughs> they were the criminals. Yeah. And they were just saying what Picard wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. I think they just found him as like a mark, yeah, to see if he would lead them to where it was, and they would just kind of went with whatever. Like any any time something unexpected happened, they were just like, "Oh yeah, that's totally what our history book says." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> definitely, we're definitely the guys that are from the future that are supposed to get this. I want, and I, I know that's probably not. Actually. I choose to believe a much a much more complicated form. All right, of this, let's hear it. With every choice Picard made. The future was re- oh, rewritten. That's funny. Therefore, they were always telling us the truth because Picard was changing the future. Oh, I mean that would make sense too. I guess. Although then I don't know. It implies a lot of different things. I choose to believe that they're space grifters, <laughs> and they were just trying to mess with Picard's head. Yeah, just you so they know, tomato, tomato. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they 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 go away. And uh, they not before they zap Vash when she was like, gonna oh, grab yeah, the she thing. had all wobbly legged. Yeah, it was like they stunned her, basically. Yeah. And Picard makes sure that she's all right. And 
as he's about to leave the planet. Yeah, we do a little time dash here. They have a little, yeah, it's like the next day. They're in Vash's room, and Vash is like, hey, is there any, like, spot open in the Enterprise or something? Like, I don't have anything to do now. And he says, look, normally I'd say yes, but I don't think you'd like being on a starship. Seems like you would hate it, right? You'd be cooped up in the sky, and she's like, yeah, I would hate it. Too many rules. Yeah, yeah, because she's a free spirit. Mm -hmm. She's an adventurer. And she says, you know what? I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to see the ruins on Sarthong 5. And Picard is like, what? What? We had sex. I own you now. Yeah, well, Picard is saying. (laughs) That's not quite what he says. No, Picard is saying that. They are. Uh, they kill outsiders. Mm-hmm. It's very dangerous. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, so you do care, huh?" And he's like, "Well, now the Vorgons, uh, they know where to look for the Uthat, and uh, they're going to come back at some point, you know, before we destroyed it, and we may have to do this all over again." Yeah, they'll be reliving that part of history over and over again. Yeah, so they may see more of each other. I have no idea. In this really conceptual kind of way. Right. In a weird way. They may not be aware that they're seeing each other for the Mm -hmm. second time, but the Vorgons are going to come back to get this thing. This period of time is going to keep happening. It's going to keep happening in one way or the other. Mm -hmm. So, And I'll tell you this. We do see her again. Oh, okay, cool. But now Picard is back in his element on the bridge in his Starfleet uniform, and everyone's welcoming him back, and they're like, hey, uh, yeah. He's got wow. a little extra pep in his step. You look well-rested. How how were things on Risa? He's like, I feel great. I had a great time. Uh, the ship is repaired and all this stuff. And then he's like, by the way, Riker, going to have to have a talk to you about that uh, dick statue you made <laughs> me buy. That is super weird yeah. and really inappropriate. The hell is wrong with you? But yeah, I had a good time. Thanks for asking. <laughs> And then uh, someone asked him, it's like, well, uh, you, did you enjoy yourself? And he's like, uh-huh. And Riker's like, I knew you'd have a great time. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's it. <laughs> and then that's the end, which I thought was cool. Um, and Riker ends it smirking the same way he of was course. smirking in uh, in the office. Yeah, because he's like, he's talking about sex. All he right. got down. <laughs> Cha-cha-cha. Give me my dick statue. <laughs> did you bring one back? Those things are expensive. Yeah, Riker's so weird. <laughs> Well, Patrick, this is the part of the podcast where we like to rate what we just saw. If we thought it was amazing, must watch Star Trek, we set to kill. If we thought it was pretty good, if it comes up in the queue, give it a watch, we set to stun. And if it was horrible, avoid at all costs, we leave it in the holster. So, Patrick, what'd you think? Uh, I'm going to say set to stun. Ah, boo! Uh, why? No, I mean, it was okay. Aww. But it's not like it's not like set to kill good. Hmm. It's just, it's like a holodeck episode. Yeah. It's totally. a nice distraction. Mm-hmm. You could, you don't have to watch it. Um, it's okay. It's not bad. It's a fun one-off adventure. But, you know, it, it's just not really what I expect out of Star Trek yeah. at this point. Uh, well, it doesn't have the weight to it. No. It's all. a fun, light adventure that, it, you know, but that's all it is. Mm-hmm. This is not something I'm going to be remembering for a long time or talking about is kind of forgettable mm-hmm. but it's fun yeah it's not bad set to stun i gotcha i gotta give it a set to kill all right because of how many risa jokes i make all the time Fair to me, enough. the creation of this planet is so funny and 
fascinating. Yeah, it is It is funny that there's a sandals planet. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. So just me and all of you know my Star Trek nerd friends, that includes you listeners, how often do we talk about this planet? And it comes up again. It's referenced throughout um, the future, uh, or future Star Trek episodes. And we don't go there that often, really. Yeah. But people know that it exists and right. always kind of smile at each other when they talk about it. I don't know. Simply for that fact, <laughs> it's a set to kill. Uh, also, we see Alpha Rom, Rom Jr. Rom before he's Rom. All right. That's a pretty big deal. Again, the Rom, huh? Notice I don't talk about the actual episode at all because that's not very important. But <laughs> I do think it has a lot of really fun uh, uh, things that get pulled into later Star Trek episodes. That all I right. Really fair like. enough. Um, Vesh does come back. Cool. I think I like it's her. only maybe two more times. Or She's th- a fun a character. A few more times. Um, yeah, she is really fun. And it's also nice to see Picard have a love interest that can be a love interest. And she they wrote her in such a way where she could, like, hang with Picard. Yeah. You know, like, she's, she's definitely... She's Picard-ish. She is. And she's, like, smart and she's uh, cunning and all these things. But she's different. She's not an uptight captain. Right. Yeah. But she's she's basically all the things Picard wishes he could be. Yeah. Which is cool. It's a cool counterpart to him. That is neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I think. All right. I'm, I'm not going to argue with you too much because, like, it was still good. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but I also it just understand wasn't what you're top saying. tier to me. Mm, okay. Yeah. But it had it has lasting impact on the series. Okay. Well, see, I don't know that yet. Yeah. So it's like, it's a set to kill for someone who's seen the series. Okay. <laughs> Let's caveat it some more. Fine. Anyway, Patrick, anything you want to talk about before we get out of here? Yeah, uh, we have a Patreon. What's that? that? I'm sure all of you that have listened before know. A Patreon is a way that you can support our show uh, that, again, Patrick will be free, the regular TNG episodes, but we will produce special content. Sometimes we play some tabletop games. Uh, We will also be doing the original series. And for $5 contribution a month, you can listen to all of that in addition to all the stuff that we have for free mm-hmm. that you can find at Patrick or patreon.com slash Patrick. Yeah. And thank you to everybody who, who has supported us so far. Yeah. Appreciate really it. Appreciate it. We'll be putting some new stuff up soon. Basically, we're just going to dump stuff in there every month. So uh, the schedule isn't probably all that fixed yet. Yeah, we both just got new jobs, so we're doing it when we can. Yeah. But we will. We are doing it. Yeah, every month new yeah. stuff will be in there. So uh, look forward to that. And uh, thanks again for to everybody who's helped us out so far. It's been great. Um, and Patrick and I really want to go to some conventions and have a, have a couple bucks to be able to, to take the show a little further. Mm-hmm. So uh, doing that um, and supporting us really helps that happen. If you uh, like this podcast and you liked my reference to Dungeons & Dragons earlier, uh, <laughs> please listen to The Dungeon Rats. It's an interactive dungeon crawl that I do with my friends uh, where we take suggestions from the listeners and make the players deal with them. So please uh, submit your encounters, plot twists, magic items, and anything else you can think of at thedungeonrats.com and listen to what happens. Let's see what's out there. Peaches. Pop. Sauce. Peaches. Peaches.